That makes sense. Turn it up! Oh! Turn it up! You thought we weren't gonna put funky yeah. music? I can feel it in my bones. You thought we weren't gonna put the funky music? Do you hear that? Come on now. Do you Let's hear go. that? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the winners' lounge. Let's go. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Nuggets get the win. They go up two games to zero in what was at first a complete blowout. Yep. And then was a complete collapse. Yep. And then was a clutch, uh, a clutch, Com- clutch complete, game. Uh, complete clutch, clutch, man. It was um, a complete game, is what you're saying. <laughs> I am gonna fight my urge to be to not be negative because I'm like Malone, you know, hold myself to such a high standard. This game, there was a lot of really good stuff, and the outcome of that is all that matters, and it was great. But there was some stuff in here that was not so great. But we're going to break it all down for you here in this Winner's Lounge. To help me do it, though, I got a man who was napping five hours ago, and yet here he is now. Vibes on 100. I'll be napping in uh, 25 minutes also. Oh, really? Well, it's going to be a tough segment (laughs) three. That's really tough. What is that? And then over there, the man handing out some winners and some losers. It's (laughs) Superstar Dev. A win is a win is a win. That's right. You know what? Everybody knows that. Everybody does know that. 122-113. Jamal Murray drops a 40-piece. Did I see it right that he's the first player in Denver Nuggets history to drop five 40-pieces in the playoffs? I, oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, somebody help me with that because I think I saw it. But you know how we're working. We're doing different stuff. Um, let's do a fast breakdown here just to kind of go over the notes here. This was a long game. Yeah, it was. Right out of the bat. Well, this is one of the I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But right off the bat, the Wolves were going to the pick and roll a lot in this game. Way more than in, previous, in, in game number one. You could tell that that is going to be an emphasis as this goes on. And early on, it was drawing fouls. Michael Porter Jr. contesting yep. at the rim. He picks up two. Aaron Gordon picks up one. Um, lucky for us, as was predicted in the pregame show, Jamal Murray was ready. He picked up right where he left off in game one. Absolutely. He got started slow in game one, finished strong, started strong, the and cons- finished strong. The in concerning game two. thing about the trouble the Nuggets were having in the pick and roll is that it was something that they predicted was going to happen. <laughs> they're like, they're probably they gonna, were like caught off guard yeah. by something they knew was happening. Or they just can't guard it. I don't know. But we did get a full on Murray flurry right from the start. Um, and then, but they, it was neck and neck. The no separation from either team until you get those first subs in there. Nuggets build a nine-point lead, and it, you were feeling it. Ball Arena was going. Uh, we were going. The DNVR bar was going. And then Anthony Edwards gets two fouls. Guys, this one of the stories of this game was everybody was in foul trouble. What was this game? It was a terribly officiated game, Terrible. and, I'm, and like Denver benefited from it as much as they got they suffered from it. So I'm not saying this at, like no, as a it, pro demis. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Town, everybody was in foul trouble tonight. Rudy Gobert, um, just a soft, soft whistle. 31-22 Nuggets at the end of one, and they're off to the races. Second quarter, the bench, you guys, the bench, Ooh. led by Jamal Murray, opens up a 20-point lead. And actually, really, it was read by Bruce Brown, who has had a very good first stint. His yes. first stint was phenomenal. Nuggets up 20. Jokic picked up two fouls, though, so he joins the foul trouble crew. And then the Nuggets kind of just maintained a 15-point lead for the rest. I don't want to say they took their foot off the gas there, but they didn't extend the lead. They just kind of went back and forth holding that first uh, 15-point lead. Murray did bang his knee, though, late in the quarter, and I started to get a little bit worried. And the Nuggets are up 64-49 at the half. 15-point lead. It felt like... Oh. Denver just needed to, like, come on, man. Break this team's will. They don't want it. They don't want it. You come out of the half. Immediately, immediately the lead was gone. 
It went from 15 to down or to tied in like six minutes. Insane. The Nuggets regressed coming out of the half. They regressed back to the last month of the season. The energy wasn't just regular season energy. It was regular season, but we don't actually care about the game's energy. It was horrible, and I was so discouraged by what I saw. Jokic in particular just looked awful. His shots were missing. His bunnies were missing. His energy was low. His aggressiveness wasn't there in that third quarter. That third quarter of basketball, among my least favorite that I've watched of the Nuggets in the playoffs. Um, and the, on top of that, the Nuggets looked a little tired. Yeah, both, they both looked teams, a lot tired. I actually thought both teams looked tired in this game. This was an exhausting game. A lot of hands on the hips from both sides, but I thought Jamal Murray in particular looked a little tired. And then Murray Flurry, thank God, to end the quarter just a little bit because the Nuggets had fallen behind and they actually end the quarter 89-87, Timberwolves up. So you have this dominant 15-point lead. You give up 40 points in the third and you go into the fourth quarter on your own home court in <laughs> game two down. Michael Porter Jr., though, guys, who had been quiet for most of the game, he had an 8-0 run himself to start the fourth quarter. What a godsend that run was. Honestly, if it wasn't for that, this yeah. game looks completely different. Yes, and Michael Porter wasn't being like set up. He wasn't, it was just him taking initiative to say, I've got you guys. Let me get this thing started. And thank God for it. That's how you are an X Factor. You step up in, in little pockets when you get an opportunity. Couldn't agree anymore. I couldn't be more happy with Michael Porter. Then Aaron Gordon picked up his fifth foul immediately, and you think, my God, man, you can't this catch a break. It's a straight game for him. Nuggets up five with five and a half minutes to go. You put your starters back out there. Let's close this thing up. And Jamal Murray took over this game. Anthony Edwards hit some impressive shots trying to keep pace. He had a great game himself, but Jamal Murray stacked back three. Jamal Murray getting to the cup. Jamal Murray everything in this game down the stretch. And then he did pick up two offensive fouls, both of which I felt like were semi-flops. Dude, I don't think he would have challenged them. What? The same playoff with Mike Conley two times in a row. Jamal Murray, I, old iron hips, Jamal. But think, but you know what, man? All you could do was flop against him. I tip my hat to Mike Conley. If you I was do. getting torched and had zero <laughs> chance of stopping Jamal, I too would have been flopping all over the court. I, I'm going to consider not playing basketball with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Contavious Caldwell Pope gets a second steal just for good measure at the end, just to make sure that this game gets put away. Dev, start us off, man. What's your big takeaway? While this was not a vibey um, win, this was a win that I feel like Denver had to go through, and I'm glad that they got through it early um, and came out on top. Uh, there was foul trouble. There was fatigue. There was bad calls on both sides of things. But Denver found a way for all of their best players to step up in different ways. Um, and it, it starts and ends with Jamal Murray. He had a wonderful game masterpiece uh, especially offensively hit everything that he needed to hit and, and took him home and six that's what ten you need. from three that's six what you threes. need from your, your second guy Unbelievable. Um, to just step up so um this is playoff murray this is what it's about 40 points three rebounds five assists two steals beautiful eight of nine from the foul line six of ten from three 13 of 22 i'm telling you d-line I don't know what it is about this guy, and it drives me nuts, Yep, but he really is his best in the playoffs. <laughs> this man requires motivation. We talk about this. This is a microcosm of what it is to cheer for the Denver Nuggets in the year 2023 of our Lord. Like, the Denver Nuggets are so good and so bad, and it just it is all dependent upon what the environment is giving to them. When they don't feel pressure, they let their foot off the gas so fast. I hate that about this team. Me too. I hate it. I do too. But my big takeaway from this game is that the Denver Nuggets showed me 
resolve. Yeah. Resolve right. being the one thing that I feel like we absolutely need to see from this squad if they are to have a deep playoff run and to get us to the promised land. Nothing is going to come as easy as it did in the first game. It's not going to be as easy as it was in the first half. I'm glad that a lesser team like the Minnesota Timberwolves was able to make the Denver Nuggets sweat and make them uh, show up. I mean, that third quarter, like you said, was disgusting. The energy was terrible. They came out as a squad. They just you know, assumed that they had it. They just came out, went right back into chill mode. And <laughs> this was a total chill mode second they half. Were, it's a ch- in the playoffs. They went to it's chill mode in the playoffs. I'm telling you, Eric, am I overreacting? I don't want to accept this. I don't either, but we really don't have any options. We don't have any options. We are forced to accept it or, or perish, and probably both. But the Denver Nuggets responded. Michael Porter Jr. with that four-point play was about as big of a play as you could possibly have. It in really was. A playoff game that wasn't even that close at the end of the day. Um, but I mean, it kind of was close. I mean, it was kind of close, but like this is like what normal playoff games look like, you know? The, nug- the Nuggets covered. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets covered. I mean, it was like, it was, it, it just, it was very tense. That third quarter was as bad as it gets, but the Nuggets are special. The Nuggets are special, but the Nuggets require motivation. We hate this about them, but... Listen, it, the playoffs will provide motivation. I'll say that. I don't want to be a downer, man. Like, I really don't. Because oh, then I, don't. Well, I mean, I have to be myself, though, at the same <laughs> uh, time. I just, I'm sharing an aspect of my personality, Eric, of which I'm not, I'm not always <sighs> the most, like, you know, happy with myself about this. But I can't help but say I don't accept this trait. I just can't accept the fact that this team is so much better than the Minnesota Timberwolves, and yet they require this, like, insane adrenaline to be able to play at their best like they have Listen, man, to they sh- you know what they should do is they should like skydive into yeah, the arena so like the true. broncos and just get the the adrenaline flowing before the game that starts. would be pretty cool if it was them skydiving that's what i mean the like players just, yeah like they could you know they do a base jump that third quarter was just like in and in almost unforgivable i mean i will forgive them because they ended up pulling it out <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like the nuggets do everything to convince both sides of every argument that they're right yeah. Like, you know, you scroll the timeline with the people that don't buy the Nuggets, and they're like, who would buy this team? Look at the – can't guard. Gave up 40 points in the third quarter. Jokic cannot do anything. Like, they just gave everybody that. And then they still won. They actually beat the Timberwolves by 10 – by 20 points, blew it, then beat them by 10 points again just to show, to prove that it's like, no, we can do this. We just don't want to. My big takeaway, though, I mean, you guys – Come on. I really feel like there's only can be one take a big takeaway from this one, and that is Jamal Murray. I don't even think he's in great shape right now. I actually don't even think he's all that quick. I always talk about he needs to be quick, you know, to, to really be at his top level. I don't even think he was that tonight. But what he is is an unbelievable shot maker when it matters most. And he made so many impressive shots tonight. I think he is part of why Denver blew the lead in the third quarter. (laughs) And I even think in the first half, he got going right away. And I do think it disrupted the rhythm a little bit because he was going so well. But at the same time, can you blame him? He absolutely wanted this game, was the puncher, was the aggressor in this game. And when push came to shove down the stretch, he was the brightest star in the clutch of this game. He was easily, easily the DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game. Uh, You can go ahead and throw it up on the screen there. 40 points, three rebounds, five assists. And honestly, it felt even more like that. Like, it's crazy that he's not even the leading scorer. Anthony Edwards had 41. Yo, Anthony Edwards. Some people were doubters of him said that we should take the under. 
He had a game, man. This man had a game. <laughs> what kind of friend is Eric, would you say, Dev? What kind of friend is he? Friend? <laughs> what kind of worker yeah. is kind Eric? Of, yeah, co-worker. co-worker. Yeah, he is a co-worker. What kind of person he? is Eric? <laughs> um, yeah, go for it, Dev. But really, uh, Jamal, he, he really did Willem um, because, like you said, he had him in a weird spot. Um, but then after that, it was like, hey, we're going to ride his back. We're going to go through him. Jokic made it a point that he was going to give Jamal the ball um, early in the game. And, and Jamal came out, hit uh, the first two shots, um, and had it going for the rest of the night um, the entire time. He went through like his usual, usual um, Jamal type of games where he gets injured in the middle of the game, comes back, and he plays even better. Um, he's given effort on the defensive end in this one a little bit better. Um, then he's been doing and just doing all of the things that you need from your second guy. You can't key in on Jokic the entire time when he has a running mate that is just on the same, um, you know, cylinder caliber as him. Like they were on the same tempo the entire game um, with that dribble handoff. And it just made it very tough for um, Minnesota to try to, you know, get through anything. Tough shot after tough shot, tough makes, get to the free throw line. He was aggressive in this game. And that's, that's how they won this game because if he wasn't, this, this would have went Minnesota's way. Jamal, more than any player, when he gets in these zones, I just honestly have so much confidence that every shot he takes goes in. Yep. Even on the plays where he got offensive fouls, if you notice, he still should, like would shoot the ball and go in. Like he gets in those zones where I'm like, he's not missing. There's nothing you can do to stop him, and he still passes to Yoke. He still plays the two man game. He just turns his own aggressiveness, you know, up a little bit. But him in these zones, man. It's hard to get too down about anything here because the most important things are all intact. The dub. Save, save for Jokic's wrist, which we'll get to later in the show. But the most important thing was just, could Murray play like this? Could he get back to that yep. level? And the answer is a resounding. unquestionably yes. Are we positive? Have we checked the meter lately? <laughs> Do we know for sure, Kayla? Are we able to check the meter? We didn't check it during the one. If you want to bring it back up, you can. I mean, if Kale wants to. <laughs> ah, it turns he out he's so, unbelievably he, back. He was so <laughs> unbelievably back tonight. Bubble Murray. Um, did anybody find that stat about you know Murray being the first guy? Does anybody have that one? Do we not? Did I make that up? Uh, it's possible I made this stat up. I don't know. No, I didn't know I was supposed to be researching how, it. How would we grade Jamal? Is this like an A plus game from him? Because there were, I I will say if I'm I'm picking nits here, but I will say that I do think that when he turns the scales up, it can disrupt the rest of the offense. Just meaning like sure, it, it, there's no fault of his own. They had a great offensive efficiency tonight. But I do think that there's a little bit of rhythm. Like Michael Porter tonight, some of it was foul trouble. Michael Porter took seven shots. He was five of seven in 28 minutes. But again, a lot of that was because Murray foul had trouble. it going. Well, foul trouble, but also because Murray had it going that it was like, we're not going to options three, four, and five. We've got option one, which is Murray, and option two, which was Jokic. And you didn't need anything else. But I do think it disrupted the rhythm just a little bit. Well, it dis disrupted the rhythm of just a balanced Nuggets attack, which is what we typically see. But this is how most NBA teams play. You yeah. have your two horses. You have your one guy that's going. I mean, it was Tatum-esque what he was able to do out there. <laughs> um, but, I mean, truly, like, this is what you want. You want there to be a guy that you can just turn to when the chips are down, when things are uncertain. Um, and... That's just how playoff basketball is played. And this is like a very good sign for things moving forward for the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, we don't see the free-flowing, carefree, shit ball popping kind of offense. Shit we, ball popping? 
what he said? No, that's not what I that's said. That's what he said, right? He yeah. said shitball No, you're right? not. Y'all are not paying attention. You, are you not can pay- keep going. They're, they're just not listening. You know what? That would, What you just did was shitball popping. <laughs> you popped right to my point. Uh, but the, my point was, is that this is great. Like, I love seeing that the Nuggets have this in their bag. This is, right. you know, they, they can play the another style of winning basketball. There are different uh, arrows that they carry in their quiver. This one was blue. Yeah. But they just need to have different tools that, uh, you know, for any um, thing that they are presented moving forward. So, like, all in all, we don't love the third quarter. We don't love that they turned it off. We don't love that they went lax and went back into chill mode. But chips are down. This is what happens in the playoffs, man. And they stepped up in a massive way. Jamal Murray was fantastic. All the Nuggets horses uh, showed up when the when the hour was the darkest, and it's it was a beautiful thing to see. They won three of the four quarters. They win thirty one twenty two in the first quarter. It was dominant. They win the second quarter thirty three twenty seven. And if you think about it, they the they went on a five zero run to end the quarter. Remember, Denver was up twenty, and they kind of scored five. So they could have won that quarter thirty three twenty two, or mostly twenty four, or whatever. They kind of lost focus for one minute. It was one minute there that kind of blew it. So if you put the last minute of the second quarter and the entirety of the third quarter where Denver got outscored 40 to 23, I do think if you just cut out that 15 minutes, this was like an A game from Denver, an A game. But that quarter did happen, and it taints it. Does it matter? I guess at the end of the day, you would rather that than like the whole game was sort of media. The whole game was a C-plus game or whatever. Instead, it was like A, A, F, A. And the game just feels a little tainted. Yeah, I mean, it gives them, it gives them like uh, Malone something to talk about. Like, hey, this team, they they are still gunning after you. This is still a team that wants to beat you. Um, and if they lose that game, like the whole series shifts completely. Yep. Um, so you have to be serious, but you you see that they can turn it on. Um, but again, Denver did find a way. Denver did show that this is different from other playoff runs. This is different from you know the team that they were to start the year. Um, they're they're gonna overcome these. They're gonna be comfortable. Um, I felt like even though they were on this huge run, they were still in a comfortable position. I felt like they were gonna win no matter what because they have the guys. If you even look at this game, they they lost the lead. Michael Porter Jr. got it back for them. Yep. The yep. bench. He was yep. with the bench alone and got it back for them. Yes, that's right. That's a that's a lesson learned. Yep. Um, that you could also just go Another to. Guy. Um, so. While it is easy to look at this game and say, hey, you know, that wasn't a great win, it was a good lesson that they definitely needed. I'm saying that this is what you should expect in the playoffs, not the this up and down bumpy road, but like we saw this in the Philadelphia series. Like they were down for most of their game against the Brooklyn Nets and they rose up and ended up taking it. The Lakers lost the second game. I mean, just this, this is the so playoffs. True, yeah. Like this is just how the playoffs go. Like it's it's unpredictable in a lot of a lot of ways. Like this was a game where the Nuggets were, you know, and the Timberwolves were against one another, and they were also against the officiating staff. This was like another ad- piece of adversity that they had to navigate. And like I'm just, you know, I, the the third quarter was so gross that it actually made me more encouraged to see how they responded to, you know, coming out and just being lackadaisical. I just love that they, they they were able to awaken and deliver such a convincing blow down the stretch. Like I to me it's like such a big deal. I think this is the best rap song ever made. Really? Yeah. Cream by Wu-Tang Clan? I think it's number 1. Like it's like The Wire in a song though. Like that's how good it is. 
Okay. I feel like you get a whole, you know, a whole like insight. This is a strange take. I, I, I find you it, don't think so. No, I don't think it, it's even close to the best rap song of all time. Do you no? just, do you find the cash rules everything around you, Dev? <laughs> I'm, no. not saying that, I'm not saying that hook. I'm just saying the song in general. It's a great one. Um, I'll tell you does. what everybody agrees is. The goat, though. Breckenridge Brewery. <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery. That's why we have them on tap. We have two taps here at the DNVR bar. Two docks of taps. Docks of, of taps. All Breckenridge Brewery. Yep. All Breckenridge Brewery. We got Mile High. We call that the Golden Ale. Yeah, we call it the good one. We got the Avalanche Amber, the unofficial beer of fall like weather. We have the Vanilla Porter Jr., which made a clutch appearance today in the oh, fourth quarter. I'm going to drink four. <laughs> it was very good. We have the Fun Slinger, by the way, which I think has one of the best names. It does. I, I also like Mountain Beach. They actually do. They have great branding. They come up with really good names. Mountain Maybe. Beach? I know, dude. Mountain Beach. I love a Mountain Beach, man. Um, check them out. If you don't know where you could find Breckenridge Brewery, obviously you can come to the DMVR bar. But if you're not in Colorado and you want to look for somewhere near you, just Google the Breck Brew locator. Put in your zip code, and it'll show you all the different areas right around your house that sell it. Bars, liquor stores, grocery stores. They'll tell you all of those uh, right there. Just Google it. And, of course, we also have the Breck Farmhouse down there in Littleton. Really good food down there. Yep. Like classy bar food. Breck Brew ain't, ain't nothing to fuck with. You know I mean? <laughs> That's such a good one, man. I also want to tell you guys about one of the homies, Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. Now, yes. what kind of homies are these people? Well... Tonight, they were here at the DNVR bar. Why? Because yep. they are diehard Denver Nuggets fans. Shouts to Terrell and Mindy. Big time homies. Big time homies. Got to spend a little bit of time with them. But they have a really cool company down there in Wash Park. If you guys have been seeing these, they've even been popping up all over the country. This yep. is actually like one of the big things. IV nutrition. What it is, is when you digest your food, you take vitamins or whatever, there's a little bit of loss that you get there from the digestion process. But if you get an IV, these go directly into your system and they maximize the effectiveness of it. They've got all different types of ones. So maybe, you know what it is right now? Marathon season or maybe 10K season, 5K season. Uh, it's never you know that, right? It's never you know not, that, it, yeah, dude, it's, I would say it's peak marathon season for me. I'm tapering down a little. You're tapering down a little bit from it. You're winding down. Well, uh, this is the time of year. I know everybody's starting to do the little, the races and, and, and you know start to try to get in your summer shape or whatever. Consider Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. They've got really cool programs there where they can get you hydrated after a race, before a race, or they just have things. You want to cure a hangover. You want more focus. You got a big presentation or something you need to be zoned in. They got all different types of options for you there. Uh, mainline them right to your body. But remember, it's Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. It's that location right there on the corner of Alameda and Downing, as you say, right behind the Starbucks. That's it's right. just that location. You want to go there. Anyone who mentions DMVR when they come in will receive 50% off of their first Ivy Nutrition drip. Call 720-259-4404 for more information. <laughs> All right. Not, man, I, I I almost feel like a downer going back to this topic, but to me, it's the second. It's the what second. What is this about you tonight? I'm just a downer of a personality, man. I don't know what to do about it. I'm sorry. That's actually pretty. That's pretty. Uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, you know? okay. so it's, I know my flaws here. Um, they, Jokic's wrist. Yep. It's a storyline, and tonight, because there were so many moments where it's like Jokic take over. Now, to his credit, he did have some clutch plays when they needed him most. But he didn't have a complete takeover, and he certainly didn't look as confident as we would like with his shooting, with his shooting touch tonight. In fact, was he? what did he end up shooting on the game? 10 of 19, so he was above 50%. But I would call this an unconvincing scoring performance from him, and I am just a little bit concerned about his wrist here. What about you, Dev? Yeah, I, I really do think that there's something. It's more there than what we are leading on, like right. just because of these type of numbers. You look at... 27-9-9, and you're like, that's a monster game. But if you, you watch that game, 
the touch is not there. He's not hitting the same floaters um, that he's used to. Um, on those back downs, he's starting to go with the left hand. We haven't seen him grab the rebound and throw out an outlet um, or anything like that. And those are things that we've grown accustomed to because of that's who he is. Um, he's icing it extra um, on timeouts. When he gets to the bench, they put it on there. Um, like it, it is there. It is something that you actually have to pay attention to. So um, I am a bit worried about it. Not um, as much as, you know, what other people are going through. I think that a lot of players are dinged up. Um, but but you it's can't different just, I, when it's like a wrist, you know. You can't just tough through that. I mean, he is toughing through it. He, yeah, he shot right an it. air ball tonight. He shot an sure. air ball. I mean, so did footer. every other player on the floor. Yeah, just saying. You are a downer tonight. Uh, he, uh, he comes in with the uh, twenty-seven ninety-nine. What is that? The, the Novi Sad double. <laughs> the Novi Sad well, double. <laughs> he, Jokic. I mean, his wrist seems to be a storyline, but I think more than anything, this just showed that he, like the rest of Nuggets Nation, saw what Jamal was doing and was so true. Very comfortable, confident and happy to just keep feeding him and allow Jamal to go off and do what Jamal does. And, you know, like I, if Jamal was missing shots and we weren't getting from anywhere else, I think it would have looked a, a lot different. And Jokic would have been a little bit more, um, he just would have thrown his weight around. I, I, I don't like that. He airballed that, that shot. I don't like that. He was missing threes. I mean, you could s see to your point, to your bummer point that he, like it, his wrist does look like it's you know missing a little bit of the mobility that we typically see. He has the greatest touch, the most feathery touch in the league, and we weren't really really seeing that. We weren't seeing like the slinger passes that cross the entire court. Like we weren't really seeing Jokic in his bag. But all that being said, like he was wildly effective tonight. He just wasn't you know best player on planet Earth. Right. He was like top five player on planet Earth. But tonight Jamal was the best player on planet Earth. I do think there's something too. He was really letting Jamal run the show tonight. And I mean, for good reason. Jamal had it going. And that's just the type of player that Yoke is. I will say, he had that interesting comment at practice the other day where he said, like, I don't think this is a series for me to go in the post. When the going got tough tonight, they went to him on the elbow a lot, which I know is not the low post, but it is still like his back to the basket doing doing work against the bigs. And it makes me think like, is this, by the way, is this the top sea shanty of all time? Dude, this is by far the top sea <laughs> shanty, man. They're playing all the hits tonight. Oh, not yeah. every bar can pivot from, from Wu-Tang to these sea shanties. <laughs> <laughs> I know Kale's Kale, you know the words to this one? Oh, I was gonna say I bet Kale knows this song very like by heart. We're so dis distracted. Um no, but they went to him I mean again in the post or in the high post tonight, and it makes me wonder, is Yoke just like disguising is that the if we need it, I'll go to the post and we'll win. But I'm gonna try to win this one by not doing that. Yeah, we've seen him do it in this game. Um he got kind of frustrated that he was not doing whatever it is right. that he wanted to do. So that's when he started to go right at Gobert. And just to, like, go away from, like, the negative uh, side of this, he, for put up, he put up 27-9-9 against, uh, what, a three-time defensive player of the year? Right. I think four. Brother, I have 27-9-9. Well, four. With a banged-up wrist and... That's you so know, true. not going back to himself. <laughs> no one else is putting up those type of numbers, especially with them as their primary defender. Um, and they're scheming for him. They're, you know, giving different looks his way. Um, they have a twin tower that played, the, you know, the entire time right. with a Kyle Anderson that, you know, does try to step over as well. So 
while you know there might be something there, that's an incredible game from an a incredible player against a great defender in this league. I, I'll take that. And that's also while taking away from something that he said he's not even going to. He said he's not even going to the block. He's still not even shooting the mid-range. He's barely shooting the three. So he, he kind of is doing what he wants. <laughs> Dude, it's so f- the standard for Yoke really is Wilt Chamberlain. Like that's it just is because twenty seven nine and nine as to your point against Gobert is like We're actually like, pretty good. Yeah, and I'm like, what does he do more? Also, you guys want to know a funny one? I just had to look it up. Tonight, new Wilt, new not since Wilt just dropped. Yeah, new not since Wilt. Since Yo- when Yoke was on the court tonight, his thirty seven minutes, the Nuggets had a one thirty seven offensive rating. That's pretty good. The the best on the team actually. So. Literally, he orchestrated things perfectly. He always just sees the game better than we do. I will say his defensive rating of 128.8. Not exactly <laughs> great, but hey, who cares? No one has hated this much since Wilt. <laughs> hated this much. Um, anyway, there's something to monitor, though, with these quick turnarounds now. Friday, Sunday, the two things I'm most curious about are Jokic's wrist. He did hit a three tonight. should be noted. Like it's it, yep. You know, and he took two, I believe. Took three. Took three threes. Um, so he didn't take any jumpers in the last game. Took a handful of them tonight. So monitor his wrist in game three. That'll become a more and more of a storyline, I think, in that one. But also conditioning. I do think that the rust factor for the Nuggets has not been a factor. Remember, we talked about will they be rusty. They have not been rusty. They've executed, you know, when they've needed to. But I do think the conditioning is a little, a little down. Like... They're going to have to be in better shape by the next uh, by the next round for sure. Should they get there? Yeah, I mean, it was a little. It was crazy. I, I would say everybody looked looked uh, gassed in both teams. The refs, me, <laughs> Michael Malone, like we all looked. We all looked a little tight. Dev, I could have used a nap. An- another storyline here, Dev. Aaron Gordon for the second game in a row is in foul trouble. He only played thirty one minutes. He ended up playing pretty much his full minutes. Twelve points, ten rebounds, three assists for him, but. Five fouls. Is this a thing that we should just count on? No, just because uh, it looked like the game plan in this one for the entire game was to go straight at Gobert, straight at Towns. And they kept on putting him in switches where he is having to adjust and then try to um, go against guys that are bigger than him. Um, I know that Denver expected there to be a a change, uh, be an aggressive adjustment. Um, He just kind of got on the, the, the bad end of these. But he did play aggressive. He's getting rebounds. Ten rebounds from Gordon. You're going to take that, you know, every day of the week. Um, making it tough on guys down there where they have to get to the free throw line. That was also he played. He played cat pretty pretty well in the game when he was in there. Um, but they did try to find that mismatch, and they they got him uh, on this one. So he does have to be smarter about those fouls. Uh, but you'll take you'll take a ten ten. I thought Carl Anthony Towns was atrocious tonight. Ten points, twelve rebounds, three of twelve shooting. Two of those were threes. Yeah, he, he had one two pointer tonight. That's insane. That's insane. You know how mad we would be if our cornerstone yes. piece had one two pointer. I do, oh. I'm, I'm mad that Jeff Green didn't have one. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, That's a bad Jeff Green game right there. Real, dude. Dude, the, the, the crazy thing about Aaron Gordon is he's put in a really unfavorable position going up against this team specifically. Like He has to basically be the five even when he's not being the five. Like He's yeah. constantly getting switched on to Gobert. He's having to – I mean, he's doing you know a good job, I suppose, on Towns. He's not doing anything. But it's just he keeps finding himself getting switched off and then being sort of buried down in the paint. Like, this is 
we saw him get into foul trouble last game. We saw him get in foul trouble again. Like, I just kind of think this is going to be the way it goes for him in this series, just because of the, that, those twin towers. Like, it puts him specifically in a bad spot. Yeah. Um, I, I do worry that he's going to be in foul trouble again. I mean, we'll see. I think both of these first two games have been officiated a little bit weird. They're I mean, terrible. I just think of the playoffs being yeah. physical. And both of these games have been like, like what are we some doing? of the fouls in this one were like, Man, are we really calling it that tight? This is a game that features a ton of bigs. Let them play a little. But then, well, the, oh God. they did let they let other guys play. Like Jokic was getting fouled a lot, nope, and they every didn't time. give him anything. That hit in the face, man, by Gobert. Yeah, like, they, how do you miss this? So they did let some people play, but that's also that probably is confusing as a player, especially like Aaron Gordon. He's a player that plays with strength, um, that plays um, as that being part of his game, and then for them to call all of those fouls on him. That's a that's a tough predicament to be in, um, where you have to just you know turn on that switch or just try to uh, avoid. Um, but he bounced back. Um, there was two things that were good and bad in this game. One, he did not go to the free throw line at all. You know that just says one. You know something about his game. Two, he did not shoot any threes. I'll take that. We didn't <laughs> see any st- like side steps or anything yeah. like that. Like get straight to the point and, and score in different ways. And then also get out of the way. I felt like Aaron Gordon was out of the way in this one um, where they didn't have to rely on him the entire time. So I, I um, like that. Here's a crazy stat for you. So I was right. Jamal Murray now has five 40-point games in the playoffs, the most in Nuggets postseason history. This is courtesy of Justin watching the show who DM'd it to me uh, on Twitter. How wild is that, man? Alex English never got five. Carmelo never got five 40-point games. That Jamal. is pretty insane. That's pretty insane. Jamal has had... 250 pieces. I mean, he's probably had, I'm just thinking about it now, like he's probably had the best playoff run cumulatively for the Denver Nuggets. Like he has shown up and shown out every single playoff run at one point or another. There is some point when Jamal Murray absolutely takes over a game when it's needed. He did it against the Spurs, did it against the... Jazz did it against the Clippers. Did it, did it against Portland? Like J- Jamal just shows up. This is Jamal is a 16 game player. Like Jamal is a postseason player. He is um, the guy that you absolutely want in the foxhole. Straight up foxhole guy. It's- I will say that the Mike Conley is so little, and he's like a good player, Mike Conley. But he is he's a really, really, really tiny guy. And I do think there was a lot of hunting him tonight, especially in the clutch. But throughout the game, I just think this is part of. What Jokic and Murray are doing is, hey, this guy's going to be in unfavorable situations. In the clutch, they were easy to fi- they were able to find him every time and get something really, really simple out of it. So another thing to just monitor as you go forward, like not every team's going to have a Mike Conley for for them to kind of go after, but nonetheless, Jamal Murray stepping up and taking advantage of it. KCP just three of ten tonight. He did not make a three pointer. Aaron Gordon six of eleven tonight. He did not take a three pointer. And then let's just talk real briefly. We've mentioned Michael Porter, but what a weird game from him. Getting He only played 28 minutes. Played fewer minutes than Bruce Brown tonight. Most of that was because of the foul trouble. But 16.6 rebounds, and I'm telling you, all of those points were big-time points. His This is the difference with Michael Porter now than in previous seasons, in my opinion. The game did not come to him tonight. Nope. And yet he still found an opportunity to be the X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like... Even if the only thing Michael Porter Jr. did tonight was hit that four-pointer, that four-point play coming out uh, in the fourth quarter when things were looking their darkest and just immediately turned the game around. Like, if he only did that tonight, it would be an A-plus performance from him. He just, 
he generated that on his own. It was a by all. I mean, that was a bad shot. Like he, the, the three. Way, yeah, he was like drifting to the side. I mean, Can I he tell made you something it. though. You're right. You're right that this is a bad shot. I think the Nuggets need to encourage this though. Yeah, this he's is a great what shooter. makes Clay Thompson Clay Thompson. He takes that shot all the time. Yeah, and what happens to the defense? They're so panicked at all moments. And look, Michael Porter can hit that shot. That specific three, he can hit 35, 36% of the time. That's enough, man. I agree. It's so valuable. It's so valuable. Yeah, he he stepped up in the biggest moment in this game. I feel like he really did save yeah, the game. You're right. Um, and that's also like showing Jesus. his maturity. Like great point, though. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, mean, I, I was hoping I, somebody on this panel would make that, that point. Oh, but, but really, this is a mature <laughs> game for him because he was in foul trouble early. And um, <laughs> earlier in his career, he would have just gave up on the game or just stayed out of it. Also, like you said, the game had to come to him. And that's why he went five of seven from the field. Yep, yep. You know, like this was a game where he was just like, OK, I'm just going to hit shots or I'm just going to find it in different ways. He got to the, the rim, made a very tough finish. Um it was the bench around him. He demanded the ball from Bruce Brown. They had themselves a moment where he's like, give me the ball. Um, What's I'm, Bruce thinking in that moment, too? Like, I know Bruce is wanting the continuity offense, but I was like, dude, Mike's not missing right he's now. He's making yeah. shots right now. And that's also uh, maturity from him where he's demanding the ball. He wants you yep. know the ball in his hands, especially with those other guys out. And it came in, in, in crunch time. It came at a, a pivotal part of the game where – they just came back into the game, and if he doesn't, you know, be physical, who knows what that game would would have turned into? So that was a great game from uh, Michael Porter Jr. And again, the biggest thing for me is that he's not getting just sought out every single time that he's out there. Great take that. That's been big. That's been the biggest takeaway for me in his game throughout the playoffs. I'm glad that it's not happening. Yeah, I think. If you look at the bench, Christian Brown only played seven minutes tonight, which is really low. Two points, two rebounds. Not you know, not a whole lot of noteworthy stuff from him. I did think he had a great defensive pos possession early in the game. They called him on a foul. I was so frustrated by it. Um, but Jeff Green and Bruce Brown, but 26 minutes for Jeff Green, 30 for Bruce Brown. They were game high, plus 16, plus 15. Now, I'll tell you, I thought there were, it was a mixed game from Jeff. I thought Jeff had some really good stuff, and then he had some frustrated. There was If you're watching the watch-along, there was a couple plays where like the ball just bounces his way and he doesn't grab it. And you're like, dude, that's a 50-50 ball, man, or it's a 60-40. Just grab it. Yep. And he didn't have it. Those ones always stick out to me. But I do think that he made a big impact tonight. And more to the point, we've talked about how bad Denver's bench has been all year. When that bench becomes two people or three if Christian Brown played in the first half or whatever, but when it just becomes those two guys, stack that up against what Minnesota's doing. Their bench minutes are so bad. Yep. I feel like Towns tonight... It, it seemed like Minnesota's game plan was in the early go, we're going to try to run a lot of spread pick and roll towns. You are just a, you're basically Ryan Anderson. Just stand in the corner and space it as a three-point shooter. And then your moment will be when the bench minute comes out. But here's the problem. They give him Kyle Anderson, the kill Alexander Walker, Noel. Like they give him a bunch of guys who can't hit shots. And I almost feel bad for towns. But Denver, <laughs> if they're going to sweep the series, if they're going to make this one easy, they are going to dominate those bench minutes. And oh, yeah. Bruce and Jeff are going to be a big part of that. I mean, they were a big part. I think in that MPJ was going off when they were on the floor. But Bruce Brown had a crazy game. Like he was, he had the same level of continuity that we saw in the last game and in the the games leading up to the playoffs in the first half. And then he lost it in the second half. He was not like I was not very impressed with him. He had that. He smoked that layup. He lost all of his confidence. He wasn't hitting any of his shots. Um, but. You know, I mean, the numbers 
the numbers are what they are. Like he, he <laughs> yeah, he had the the highest plus minus. He had the highest plus, but I I think a lot of that is that he was on the court when MPJ was going. Well, off I think they the, won both their stint, the first stint and the second stint. Yeah. The second I one just, was I, definitely MPJ. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I actually think the biggest factor. Yes, MPJ made some shots that had nothing to do with anybody else on the court. But I do think that that Minnesota second unit is really bad, man. Yeah, they are. I don't think that there's a lot of. I mean, Towns has to be otherworldly, and tonight he just wasn't. In fact, both games he wasn't. I do expect him to be better when they're at home. But I don't necessarily expect like Nikhil Alexander-Walker to just start doing stuff on offense. I just don't think he has it in him. Yeah, I mean, you. your point is correct. Like, he did have a rough second half, yeah. um, especially being the backup point guard. Like, he, he really did not want to give the ball to MPJ while he was going off. He kind of just, like, uh, misses guys when, you know, he's supposed to hit them. And he also kept on turning down screens um, in which they started – getting fouls um from screening like just yep. illegal screens um so he just has to find that that role and um you know i'm glad that he played a little bit more backup point guard throughout the year because he we knew he, were, he was going to be needed in these type of situations where he has to be the guy so um all in all it was a good you know game from him he had the, the best plus minus but that's against a bad bench so you yeah. really do have to get it down in this series so that you know, if you make it to the next series, you're going to be the guy that they rely on. Yeah. You have to be a little bit better. Yeah, in that game that I went to, I like it was Bruce and MPJ that were bickering with one another about who was supposed to do what. Like they that that their relationship is interesting. They have a fiery relationship. I mean, they're I think Bruce is very fiery. Man. He is very fiery. They have like I mean, it's interesting to kind of see that. Like it, it seems like MPJ obviously like wants to. MPJ and shoot the ball and Bruce like wants to run the offense and it's like kind of it's an interesting interesting dynamic it's something to pay attention to I think without looking one Timberwolves player had a plus positive plus minus who was it tonight Mike Conley no oh Anthony Edwards nope what you guys are not gonna guess it Rudy Gobert what? Oh. Who was a minus 28 in the last game, was a plus six tonight. He had 19 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Played 39 minutes tonight, you guys. 39 minutes. So in the nine minutes he sat, they got absolutely spanked. MVP. Only guy that, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it almost reminds me in some ways, perhaps, of that Portland series two years ago where Yoke didn't necessarily play great. He just played to foul out Nurkic. And then once he was out, then he just took over. And it's kind of like a little bit of that. I mean, draw some fouls and see what happens. Um, let's take a break. On the other side, I want to – we'll get to some super chats. We do have Brendan Vogt live from the arena. I think he's waiting on Nikola Jokic right now. So it could I be another too. hour. <laughs> could be another hour or two. Who knows uh, with all Yo- with him. But we'll get to some super chats on the other side. So if you were thinking about super chatting with the fellas, oh, do so. Or um, just standard chat. We love it. Standard we- chat. I want to tell you guys, though, real quick about Bacchus and Shanker. You guys oh. know them. They are the law firm that wins for Colorado families, helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. It's free until they win money for you, all right? You know, you might think, well, okay, well, what's the upfront fee for calling? No upfront fee. Nope. Okay, there's no upfront fee. There's no fee while you work on the case. While they're working on the case, doing all their research, whatever it is, going to trial, no money. It's just when you win your case, that's when they get paid. Backus and Shaker has won over $1 billion for their clients. Now they have even more locations all over Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. They have the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. If you want to get a hold of them, all you have to do is keep dialing two. Just never stop pushing two. Two, two, two. Okay. Two, two. Then? Two, two. Sure. 
That's two, two, two. Gotcha. Two, two. With it? Two, two. Got it. Alrighty. Also want to tell you guys about the Game Time app. True story today. We're sitting here in the office and it is right before pregame. So this is 40 minutes before tip-off. Yep. And I make a comment to somebody. My wife was here with some kids. I made a comment of like, you know, tickets are like $40 right now. Like, what? $40? Bunch of our staff hopped on game time, bought them, and went to the game. <laughs> Bunch they of were rats. supposed to be here. Bunch of rats. They were supposed to be here tonight with we us needed at the them bar, and they were like, you know what? We're going to the game <laughs> because of the game time app. So that's why I tell you, download that app. You don't have to like put any information in there. You download the app, and then you can just track, and who knows? Maybe you'll be in a situation like our colleagues tonight where you're like, well, I wasn't planning on the game, but let me just check and see what playoff tickets for the Nuggets are. $40? Performance. $40 for Clutch playoff tickets? performance, yes. I'm actually disappointed in Denver. You guys should bump those prices. Yeah, up, right? Man. What the hell? What the hell, man? Supply and demand here. <laughs> that should be $400. I'm upset that it's $40 to go watch the Nuggets play. That's unbelievable. So download the Game Time app. Uh, the description, the link to that is right in the description of the show. Kale always puts it in there. He never, ever forgets. Never forgets. Also, uh, give us a like. Oh, yeah. Will you guys throw us a like? Throw us, us a, a like. like. Wait, what are you saving your likes? I know like people. Michael Malone's challenges. I will say this: you know, this is a time when a lot of people are starting to tune in for the first time to the Denver Nuggets, and you know, looking for podcasts or what have you. The best thing you can do. We always appreciate if you become a member. We appreciate if you buy shirts. You come down to the DNVR bar. All the various ways that you can financially support us. But if you don't want to do any of that, the best thing you can do is tell friends about us or le- download the podcast. Onto your phone, just open up your podcast app, hit download so that it automatically downloads. Or use Spotify. Because what happens is, here's how the algorithm works. When a bunch of people download a podcast, it like bumps it up and then brings it to other people. So when people are searching for it, even if you watch this, you're like, oh, I watch it on YouTube all the time. Do us a favor. Just subscribe to the podcast on your Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever it is. And if you want to go the extra mile... Leave a rating and review, preferably about me. But if you want to say something nice about Eric or Dev, you don't you don't, don't review Adam's performance tonight. Per se. I mean, <laughs> he's been a bummer. It's not his fault. I, mean, I have been a bummer. A don't, personality don't. flaw. It's not. Don't hold it against all of us because Adam is broken inside. <laughs> it's is he joking? That sounds <laughs> sounds kind of accurate there. <laughs> It's a tough, tough truth to swallow there, D-Line, but I appreciate the honesty. Um, let's go a quick around the association tonight. The Holy Lakers, smokes. The Lakers, after we're looking absolutely horrendous. I'm him! <laughs> after looking absolutely horrendous for most of the year, looked awesome in game one, and I was furious about it. Tonight, they look terrible again. Yeah. You got absolutely curb stomped by the Grizzlies, 103-93. And Dylan Brooks, after the game. Yep. Dylan Brooks loves playing this character. Yeah. Which might just be himself, but he loves it. After the game, he was talking so much trash about LeBron and the Lakers. He screamed in his face. I'm not. This is like one of those series I wish both teams can would lose. Yeah, but I have to say, Lakers number one hater. Yep. Suns number two. Sure. Grizzlies number three, which is like so far below the Lakers that I gotta root for Dylan yeah, Brooks. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, doesn't feel right, but I'm. I'm yeah, I mean, it. like, we're you know, there's this. They're, they're funny to laugh at. I don't fear them, but I would love for them to take out the Lakers. It would be so delicious. Somehow, John Morant not on the squad makes them better. We don't know how it works. It just does. We don't. Dylan Brooks works. is just a bear poker man. Like that's all he wants it's to do. Beep, beep, just beep. piss people off all the time. And now he's going after LeBron. It's like the cocaine bear. What? Yeah, it's just like the, co- the coach. <laughs> the I don't. I don't know exactly what I mean by that. But. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, yeah, now in LA. I don't care. I don't want to. He wants us to. Ki- Dylan Brooks is doing the thing where he's making himself famous by doing this. You know, I, and it worked on you. 
It did work. I just spent a minute on Dylan Brooks. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks minus Giannis Attentacumpo put up 138 points, and that was with a 20-point fourth quarter. What is happening? What is happening, man? Well, first of all, Miami sucks. They are a horrible team. I don't know how they won game one. That was the They're not a good team. But the Bucks getting 138 points, it's just so wild, man. I don't know what to make of that one. I will say, though, if you just want to talk about Denver's title odds, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. You want to take it one game at a time, let alone one series at a time. The Bucks losing Giannis the way they have, like that's one contender, man. I only think there's like five or six contenders, and if one of them goes down like that, beautiful. Um, you know, kind of a big deal. <laughs> All right, Kale, why don't you bring up some super chats while we wait for Brendan Vote, who waits for Nikolio? Oh boy, this is going to be a long wait. Okay, lucky uh, for us, Josh we got some homies. How many we got from by the way? down under? Forty-three. Twenty-three. Oh, 23. Uh, Josh, our homie says Jamal dropping forty is what he and we deserved. Badly. Couldn't agree more. We did deserve that, man. He raises a great point. Nobody deserves it more than us. Uh, Let's see. Michael says, playoff Jamal is just a thing of beauty. LFG. Uh, Let's see. Our man Nelson says, Michael fourth uh, quarter junior. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) Michael fourth quarter. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The homie. Gordon from, from down under in nope. Canada. Oh, from up over says <laughs> it's not Bubble Murray, it's Playoff Murray. <laughs> You're right. Gordon, it's not just that he super chats a lot; it's yeah. that he always has a great take. He's right. You know what? You Bubble know. Murray is the inaccurate way of describing him. It's just simply Playoff Murray. This is like when we used to call it Brontosaurus. Yeah, incorrectly. <laughs> now we know it's Brachiosaurus. Oh wow! Somebody's a father of small children. <laughs> Freddie says. I love that we came back after getting punched in the mouth, showed we are so ready for these playoffs. MPJ was the unsung hero in the game. Couldn't agree more, Freddie. I, well, I'm going to say this, though. It was like oh, they boy. were punched in the mouth by the like bummer, a child. Dude. I'm just saying, like, the Nuggets energy in <laughs> they this game. They got punched in the mouth by Rigo Bear. Yeah, by Rigo Bear. I was like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, you're playing with your nephew or your kids or something, and they accidentally catch you a good one, and you're like, oh, woohoo. But you still there'll have be a, Yeah, there'll be a... Tweet out tomorrow from Woj that says the Minnesota Timberwolves played like a, a bitch and got punched. <laughs> anyway, uh, Woj saying that would be something, man. <laughs> well, listen, there's a precedent. Uh, Danny K says Kyle Anderson POV punch closest person. Wink at camera. Nugs and forth. <laughs> uh, Kyle Anderson is a little bit. I know. I like dude. him, but. Uh, he's like slowly leaving my circle of people I like. <laughs> Alejandro Botello says, this can't be understated. MPJ saved the Nuggets in the fourth. He needs to stay out of foul trouble. Can't be Jokic and Murray every night. Win in mini. I agree. I think all of those points were correct. Those are great. Andrew Sullivan says, currently stuck in ball arena traffic. Let's go, Nuggets! <laughs> Let's go. I hope not still, because that would be a really long traffic. And maybe he's also waiting for Jokic. Uh, Jordy <laughs> says... Georgie. Georgie says, King Yoke, the puppet master, as usual, and Jamal, the playoff Murray, finally Orlando bubble bursts, and he arrives. I love it. That's true. <laughs> Everything about that was was great. That's great. That's great. Uh, except for me mispronouncing his name. David says, <laughs> Jamal Murray's sc- stock skyrocketing and isn't a bubble. Oh, hell yeah. Shouts out from LA. Nuggets are goaded. Mm-hmm. And this podcast rules. Jamal coin to the moon. 
That was a good one. It was a good one. I was a little financially focused for my taste. For sure. All the same. Ish says, shout out to the guy that wears Jamal Murray's jersey till he scores 40 in the playoff game. Another win down, only 14 more wins till 16 wins into the championship. Let's go, baby. You only had to wait one game. Speaking of which, do we have our graphic updated? Yeah. Kale? Can we go ahead and take another step no. here in our ascension? Oh. Boom, baby. Let's Whoa. get it. Yes, sir. We yes, go. sir. We're making step a little up bit up. of a comeback here. Step up time. Step We're up at time. number two. Okay. I like this graph. It does show there's a long way to go, though. Yeah. Maybe I should just show one step at a time. This is like you are about to eat a whale, and you're just staring at the whale. Yeah. Anyway. One uh, bite at a time. That's what they say. You know says. The bubble Remind Murray. me after this to tell you a really interesting story about Eden in Australia and the uh, orcas that helped a family whale hunt. If for you remind me of this, I will kill you. <laughs> I'm uh, really, really good story. You want to hear about an orca pod? Yeah, okay, the orca pod. Uh, the, I want to get off this pod. The Bubble Murray <laughs> nickname should pop after tonight. Every ounce of the pun intended. Bubble Murray is Jamal Murray. The bubble was not a fluke. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I love nothing better than. Super declarative statements after one game. I can't get enough. That's the way I live my life. Sam says, think it is encouraging to see the team take struggle, but still get their flow back and win. Little worried about Jokic's wrist, though. We all are a little worried, but listen, we're talking. We're not talking about a, a mere mortal. This is Nikola Jokic. He'll fight through, and he will win the day. Danny K says, uh, illegal Pete's point of view. Jamal Make, cheers. Jamal Make, cheers. Jamal Make, cheers. RPG <laughs> Make, cheers. This Jamal Make, cheers. Right this, is, this is a great super chat. Yeah, man. if you didn't see Adam and I, I was, oh, would say yeah. did the, the hardest hitting interview to ever hit the internet. We, we have an ad read later on. You're not going to want to skip through. You're going to want to hear it. Okay, Good okay, one. yeah. Uh, Andy Bay or Andrew Bailey says, our man, uh, our, our guy, the guy, most 40-point games in Nuggets playoff history, Jamal Murray, five, Alex English, Alex English, four, Carmelo Anthony, two, David Thompson, Calvin Natt, and Jokic, one each. Interesting. Interesting. I like what a super chat. Can you pull that back up, Kale? I like a super yeah, chat where we all uh, learn. It's all right. It's all right. How many was it? I wanted to see. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How many was it for what? Who? I'm just saying, like, he was given off the list of... of Fifty-point game or forty-point games. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Oh, how many totals? I got it. Um, um, let's see. Oh, he found it. Okay, so all total uh, five, nine, four eleven. Mellow. And two mellow. Two or two mellow. 14. Four Alex English, and then you have David Thompson just once, Nat once, and Jokic once. Wow. Yep. Almost like I just read that. Okay. Uh, know, what's was, up next? Listening. I know you weren't paying. I was attention. thinking about the rule of the tongue. That's what they called it. I hate that. Tyler Peters says, I get the underlying disappointment, but the Timberwolves lex this game for, a to I think he means led, led this game for a total of two minutes. Time to take this energy on the road. I'm with you, Tyler. It's time. Uh, the Joe Arrow 27 says, haven't listened live in a while, but after Maul goes off, I have to hop on for a little and share the love with the best pod and Nuggets coverage, LFG. I think he's talking LFG. about that Orca pod that uh, Adam was talking was, about. Yeah. Because <laughs> what they would do is leave the tongue for it because yeah. that's what they like. No, I know. Tongue, it's it's so. part of what they... think about that. That's what the rule of the tongue. <laughs> that's why. About that. uh, okay. And in return, they would alert the whalers sure. yep. when the whales were I think we all know. Close. Heard about that in that sea shanty earlier. <laughs> Alan Roth said, Joker's face when Katie Wingy brought up MPJ. Really? Eyeball emoji. Michael Porter. Shooter. Oh, man. <laughs> 
It's supposed to be. I actually. Now, like, now I'm gonna have to watch this interview. I don't. I'm not exactly. Wait, what kind of what kind of face was it? A bad face? No, eyeball. He said eyes. So he said Michael Porter and Neil Quinn. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna have to find this video. Somebody <laughs> send it to me. People are sending me videos. Yeah, yeah. send this video. End of any orcas. Luke says. The Nuggets are acting like Jokic is fine, so teams defend him the same. If Denver says something is wrong, opposing teams will play him softer. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, Lance Wilson says, I need vote on here to talk up MPJ. Get those shots up. MPJ! You're right. Vote would have been insufferable had he been on the watch-along when MPJ went off. I can't believe I didn't get multiple messages from him throughout the game. I like, think that, yeah, he definitely... They're not going to pass it to him for real? Come on, Mike! And then he would be like, all right, Jamal, all right, whatever. pass it to Mike! <laughs> uh, David says, just here to say on second Super Chat ever, Mares, can you tell your peeps at Nuggets.org to whisper Christian Brown to Malone. Nuggets of four. <laughs> I'll let him know. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll whisper it gently. Shh. Imagine if Christian it was like Brown. in the scrum. I'm just like, <laughs> Chris. Uh, yeah, coach, I got one for you. <laughs> Christian Brown. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Harrison Wynn will preface all of his questions tonight that way. Uh, Eve says, don't want to be a downer. There's a lot of people that don't want to be a yeah, downer. But also, here's, the here's the solution. Don't be one. Yeah, it's also very easy not to be one. <laughs> don't be one. Uh, but I have to be myself. Deserves 1,000, but this is all I have to share. Jokic can't win by himself, and he doesn't have to be the best of all time. It's the team that wins, and it was fun. Couldn't agree with you. It was fun. We appreciate it. Any, any, nonetheless. Keep going. Let's go through these real quick, and then we'll get vote. You're just going to have to sit there and wait at the arena. It's just fine. sit in it, vote. Just sit in it. Hey, our guy, Walter, man. Walter. He was here tonight. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday to birthday. Walter. Walter got the best gift of all, a hug from Eric. <laughs> uh, he was going for the high five. I, I know, and I, know I, I was like, nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> homie's hug. Uh, yeah, I don't think he realized homie's hugs. I don't think he liked it either. Uh, vibes were immaculate at the bar tonight. Appreciate the love. Nuggets roller coaster is always a wild ride, but they brought it in the, uh, the B-Day win to help celebrate Numero Dos Cinco's LFG. 25. Unbelievable. Yeah, my our guy, man. Our guy. Big honey. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. Big honey Should says Jamal Murray. Him. The greatest super chat of all. To the point. Uh James Rate says watching Jamal go unconscious in the playoffs evokes strong memories of 2020 COVID lockdowns. Totally worth that. it. I remember. I know. That. I got hungry for a bunch of jelly beans. Uh VJ Chill. That's all I did in the bubbles. Eight or in COVID. It's eight jelly beans. At the game number nine for Minnesota. Too much guy thigh. <laughs> Take that kitchen your kitchen sink. Wow. <laughs> guy thigh is not the business. Listen, no, no. <laughs> uh, guys out, thighs out. Nicholas Starr says, getting flashback of Murray versus Mitchell. Couldn't agree more. That's how we do it, baby. Buble Murray. Uh, S2, the homie, says, just here to give D-line more to read. <laughs> Arena vibes were great. Ran into wind. Nuggets in Quattro can already taste the salmon burger. In game three, man, just so many references packed into that. I know, dude. You, if, if you weren't, if you this is your first time watching, you're confused, but don't worry about it. It's awesome. Michael Talley says, Let's not overreact to the third. Outside of the third, Nuggets have outscored the Wolves by 55. Also, Ugh. Adam is it's a, a patasaurus, not brachiosaurus. I, I get my sour pods listed up it's uh, a, from time to time. It's I, a, it's I a, apologize. It's a dad showdown, <laughs> it's a dad <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, let's see, Jeremy J Rock, the homie says, 
was at game. I love yelling at Rudy. He sucks. Couldn't go. Wow. <laughs> Great. He does suck. Uh, Nicholas Starr says, Jamal's flamethrower of a game going to get the media talking about the Nuggets. Dog days are over. Uh, Pepper. <laughs> love it. Hot, hot, hot. Andrew Bailey. Or Bowley. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Andrew Bowley. <laughs> Got me up in the air. Uh, everyone is looking forward to Booker versus Jamal, but the Durant versus MPJ battle will be incredible. Hope so. I'm looking for Jamal versus Kawhi. <laughs> Laking Ball, the homie hater says... All right, resident Celtics fan here. I hope everyone knows my Celtics are actually winning the chip this year. Just saying, but Goodwin Nuggets, uh, home out. Homie out. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Come on. He's <laughs> getting more Celtics. He's getting more. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, He's going to try to trick us into having yeah. the Celtics like, pod soon. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing. This yeah, yeah. sucks. Uh, Rob Nug says, can't wait to beat the Wood Pups. In their arena. Couldn't agree Hell more. Hell yeah. The Wood Pups. And finally, Danny K says, vote POV. Wait for vote till the end of Super Chats. Watch <laughs> MPJ highlights. Cheers, Illegal Pete. Let's go. The there one thing about go. the vote thing is uh, we're watching the Jokic interview. We're watching it right now. Yeah, the, so, uh, he's actually, so he just punted on it? You guys know what? Future's so bright, we got to wear some shady rays. It is spring season. You guys have noticed it's been pretty sunny and everything lately. It's time to get your Shady Rays. They have that affordable price. And right now, when you use that promo code DNVR, you or use just the link in the description of the show, you get that deal where you get buy one, get one. What is it? Buy one, get uh, buy, 50% off. Yeah, buy one, get one 50% off. It's such a good deal. And then the best part is, of course, with Shady Rays, you lose them. Our, Suze of our Rocky show lost her... On day one, she owned them for less than twenty four hours before when, she. Lost when her that glasses. happened, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" But we've been with Susie longer, yeah. and that makes total sense. Yeah, it oh, makes yeah. total I sense. Been, I would have bet on that one. <laughs> I would have bet. Yeah, she actually lasted longer than I expected. Would have been one, one full day. Uh, but they've got great stuff. I go with aviators and navigators. I go with a little bit of both. You know, depending on what I'm feeling. My navigators, I feel just a little bit nicer. They got the nice little gold rims on them. <laughs> I feel so smooth when I'm wearing them. Uh, but they've also got those bass fishing glasses <laughs> those ones that bass, bass fishing always do yeah <laughs> so try them out uh shadyrays.com and use promo code dnvr for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses also want to tell you guys about illegal pete so here's the deal why i told you to hold your horses illegal pete pete of pete. illegal pete came in today to the bar he's legally a, illegally he came in he's a huge fan of dnvr we're a huge fan of his we we're going to do this like little interview with him here at the bar. And I was thinking like, ah, oh, we'll see how it goes. I don't know how it's going to be. Eric, you know, come down here. I've prepared some questions. He was awesome. You guys have yeah. to watch the video. Huh. He's hilarious. Dude. He's interesting. He's like crazy. He's, he's a great dude. He's the best. He's I, actually the best. I, I vibe with him harder than I was expecting. To. Way harder. And also like, I'm telling you, he is so Colorado. Yeah. He is like Pete Colorado. Um, and of course he is because Illegal Pete's is like the most Colorado restaurant in all of all of denver he started this while he was in college yeah you know that he was in yeah, college he's crazy. like you know what i'm gonna do start a great successful restaurant with my buddies he was telling us a story they started with three employees the two employees one of them married uh uh phil jackson phil jackson's Stein. daughter yeah still married and yeah. then the other one for a long time was dating Ru rudy tom Jonovich's daughter yeah Ooh. i bet you so, didn't know that did you what, know what that a, what a random tom fact about illegal pizza it's, it, it's the portal in the nba it's apparently. the portal to a coach's daughter um, and if you eat there, you too can marry <laughs> Phil Jackson's daughter. <laughs> or maybe Greg Popovich's daughter. Watch it's the video, though, with Illegal Pete's. It was great. Um, all right. Do we have voters? He having a hard time connecting. 
Un- Did he forget the microphone too? Unfreaking believable. It's going in and out. Do you think this is like he's protesting? He just wants to be like, I'm here. While we kill time waiting for this, what's the best series right now? Uh, the, oh, it's easily the Kings and the Warriors. That's O two or two O, but it's been the most like unbelievable games. Every game has been unreal. It's the been level the, of play. The Suns one. Yeah, you think so the Suns and the Clippers. I don't know, man. I think you both are right. I think Suns and Clippers is the most competitive. Like those two teams, and and I'm most interested to see where it goes. But I will agree with you that Golden State is playing really good. Really good. And the Kings are just playing better. That The level of competition, like both of those teams, I think, would have blown Denver out in the third quarter tonight. They would have scored 70 Easily. points just by how locked in they are playing basketball right now, um, which is, I guess, maybe like kind of a sign of things ahead. Do we get him? He's still trying for it. Um, at this very moment, how do you feel uh, this, uh, this series is going to go? Which the, the one Denver Nuggets won at this very moment. Uh, I'm thinking Nuggets in gentleman sweep. Five? Five. It feel, this feels like five to me. It would have to be this game that Minnesota wins. Three? Um, I don't know. Game, they have to. You mean game three or they had to yeah, win they would, this No, one. they have to win game three uh, yeah, for yep, yep, yep. it to not be a complete sweep. Because this was the let off game where you could get comfortable or you just could feel like you don't have to just go balls to the wall the entire time. But if Denver comes out good in, in quarter one again. This is a sweep. Quick side note. I got in big trouble at an old job I had because I used a phrase, phrase balls to the wall on a client call. They didn't like that? Balls to the wall. Do you know what it means? It's, it's an aviation term. It's the ball of the lever. You push it down. Did anybody know this? Absolutely. I was so mad. I got... Yeah. Chewed out. He got chewed out for the yeah. inappropriate. Like three times like, because I said balls to the wall. Yeah, little John in the east side, you know, <laughs> from the window to the wall. To the, you get it. <laughs> let the let the balls go to the wall. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, aviation. I, I'm not ready to declare this as a, as a sweep, but I will say game three. I thought tonight told us a lot about the Nuggets, and they came out and dominated early. They kind of fell apart. So. It, I don't think we got a definitive answer about what I wanted to say about the Nuggets' ability to like be different this year. But I will say game three to me is going to be tell a lot about that. Go yeah. ahead and bring him on. We got Brendan Vote finally. Brendan Notes. Do you hear him, Kale? No, his mic's not working. You muted yourself. You muted yourself. You muted yourself, dude. Are you muted? Absolutely. Uh, man, playoff, playoff <laughs> yeah. vote, but like in a bubble vote, does not appear to be. Can you talk? Vote, just say something. <laughs> he's like, he's in the chat complaining right now, too. He's like in a really bad mood because we read the super chats rather than go to him. <laughs> well, we couldn't get him. It's a tough. Tough scene. Tough through. scene. All right, go ahead and hit the uh, outro <laughs> music there, Kale. We'll get out of here on this one. Um, Nuggets get the win. Third quarter was annoying, but you know what? The Nuggets showed a lot of good stuff in this game. And I honestly, <laughs> it is funny that are they the first, second quarter team? Or are they third quarter team? They're both. But at the end of the day, they still get dubs, man. Um, all in all, Nuggets up 2-0 for the first time. In the Jokic era, it just feels like things are trending in the right direction. Oh wait, is he trying again? <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. He got Have him sign us off. I believe in him. All right, we got him. He's back. 
Stop that outro music. Bring it back in. All right, there we go. Are you there? Fellas. Ah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You can't hold us. What do you thought? <laughs> you think this is the third quarter or something? Oh, sure. yeah, this is the fourth quarter now. All right, run us All through. Right. You said you had some fire. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, let's run through it real quick. Michael Malone was in a very good mood. He was very proud of one Jamal Murray, who he said, quote, left a piece of himself out there tonight. It was a passionate and heartfelt performance. Uh, he was just so proud of Jamal. And I think we all know what we were watching there, fellas. That's playoff Jamal. You'll notice how I framed that. I'll touch on that in a second. It's not bubble Jamal, guys. It's playoff Jamal. I digress. Uh, Malone said, you got to give the Wolves some credit. We knew at some point we'd see the aggressive attacking Tim King defend well in the third but they got their feet under them in the fourth did what they had to do uh you knew that run was coming at some point very notable moment this is probably the most explicit uh praise i think i've heard malone give porter went out of his way to give porter that praise he just kind of stopped himself in the middle of an answer and said i was really impressed with michael porter jr tonight he was key let's give him a lot of love that stretch when nicola and jamal were on our bench i said michael has to be our guy I drew All right, am I back? You never left. <laughs> um, he said, Michael has to be our guy. And uh, so they drew up some actions for him, um, and they loved it. They just loved what they saw from Porter. They, he loved that he didn't just settle for the, the shot, that he put the ball on the floor. And he went on to say, if we're going to win a championship, Michael has to be a big part of that. Uh, the fourth quarter defense allowed them to get back into the game, he thought, uh, and then he went on to wax about Nicola and Jamal. Just an incredible combo, an incredible two-man game. But, he said, it's not just about one guy. It's not just about two guys. This is a team. We have a lot of good players. We win together and we lose together. Um, a lot of different, some quotes from, from Malone, some quotes coming out of the locker room that pieced together a picture of KCP getting a lot of credit. Michael Malone talked about uh, Pope's messaging in game one. They were up 30. He was grabbing guys in the huddle saying, we have to stay playing the right way. This is where we develop championship habits. Uh, in the in the locker room, apparently I saw some quotes tonight. Our friend Matt Moore was tweeting that, that Pope told Porter aside and told him, you have to stay focused through this foul trouble. We will need you. He grabbed Murray and said in the fourth quarter, we need you to be locked in. This is our first time covering a bona fide contender, guys. We've covered hopeful contenders in the past. I've always wondered how much the championship experience thing means. How does it manifest? Getting some idea of it here with KCP. He has been a very vocal and supportive teammate. It's going a long way. And Malone loves that because he says, if it's only me, we're only going to go so far. But when the players take it upon themselves, that's when you can become a great team. And finally, my favorite quote from Malone. What does it take now? Moving on to capitalize on this 2-0 quote. We have to not be satisfied. If you're going to be a great team, you've got to be selfish. Be selfish bastards, man. Let's go get game three. Uh, and then we heard from Jamal Murray, who has been tremendous in his two pressers as he's been on the floor. Um, definitely in a different headspace than, than he was at one point in the season. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but most of Murray's insane playoff performances, they either come on the road or in front of a non-crowd. Due to uh, due to the COVID stuff, of course. So Jamal Murray smiled and admitted it was really nice to finally get to do it in front of the home crowd tonight and feel that energy. You may have seen him grabbing at one point in his left knee. He waved he waved the coaching staff off. He said he didn't want to come off. I asked him about that knee. 
He said he honestly didn't even remember, so it's probably fine. Um, he said tonight the difference for him was that he was feeling the adrenaline so much in game one, and he handled it better tonight. He said, coming into this game, I was more relaxed. I wasn't as hyped as the first game. Uh, and, and that was a, you know, that was good for him. He loved what Anthony Edwards did tonight. When guys elevate their game, it shows you who you are. Do you back down? Do you challenge him? Do you meet him? Uh, so he loved that battle tonight, as I know the fans did as well. And then here's the good stuff. He was asked by our friend Harrison Wind if the way he's playing lately reminds him at all of the bubble. And Jamal stopped and he said, I don't think the bubble and Jamal, he hesitated. I'm the same person, he said. It's not a split. That was just the beginning. I have to believe that. I have to keep that mentality for me to ultimately exceed that level. You guys can reference the bubble, but it's not two different people. There's more to come. There's better performances to come. There's a better, stronger mentality to come. There's a better body to come. I have to keep, the, I have to be about that. I have to believe that. And hopefully you guys will believe it too. Uh, so I just thought that was some awesome stuff. And then uh, in the locker room, Wind got a great, great quote from Michael Porter, who said, listen, man, I'm in the playoffs right now. This is a dream come true. I'm starting for the number one team in the West, and I'm playing a lot of minutes, and we're up two games in the playoffs. This is all you can ask for. And uh, one last note from the locker room, uh, or I'm sorry, from the Jokic presser, which Wind is, is getting right now, Jokic told Porter in the locker room that his 8-0 run to start the fourth won them that game. I agree. I'm really glad to see the team giving Porter that credit. Listen, guys, the Denver Nuggets faced a little test tonight. The Denver Nuggets passed a little test tonight. First 2-0 series lead in the Malone-Jokic era on to Minnesota. What was the crowd tonight, Vote? Crowd was spectacular. Crowd was spectacular. I have one bone to pick. Um, it still gets loudest when Denver Broncos are introduced. I feel like we can move past that. But to be fair, the game was also reaching its crescendo. And listen, when the Nuggets, there is a good relationship between this team and this fan base right now. When the fans implore them, the team responds. When the team goes on a run, the fans respond. The energy is really, really strong right now. And we'll see if and how the energy shifts on the road when they take this thing to Minnesota. Look, the Nuggets are better than the Wolves, but they're also much better at home than on the road. So we'll see how this goes. Now, real quick, how many Broncos were there? Or was it just Terrell Davis? I think Russell Wilson was in the house as well, who apparently Michael Porter Jr. is uh, good friends with, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's the least surprising news of 2020. But hold on, hold on. When you said they introduced, though, did they just introduce Terrell Davis or did they also introduce... Uh, just Terrell. Just Terrell. Okay. And it was actually in the moment in the fourth when, it, when the game was heating up. Yeah, I just... All right. Thanks so much, Vote. Uh, great reporting tonight. Those quotes from Jamal were fire. Absolutely fire. I know. I did. Listen, I feel the same way. Like, look at me. A better body is to come, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Get up safe, buddy. Uh, you can cue that outro music, Kale, because here's my thing. I'm with it. I'm with Vote on this one. That I do get annoyed at how much people get excited for well, Bengals. I, but yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah, of course. John Elway. Terrell Davis. But this isn't the era where to get the crowd to boo, they show a picture of Tom Brady. Right, 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 right. This right. is bona fide Denver royalty. That is, he is on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, of, like they, they weren't athletes. like, oh, it's defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, Derek Wolf is there. <laughs> Derek Wolf, fresh off his yeah, hunting trip with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Fresh off his hunting trip with Donald Trump. 
Yeah, so Terrell Davis, man, it's like Yoke for me. You know, I just he to me, we always get loud for him. If Yoke ever comes back after retirement, which I doubt he ever does. Oh my god, <laughs> Yoke shows up at Avan- Avalanche game and Yoke like, might not show up for the next game. Huh? So, Yoke yeah. might not be here for the next game. <laughs> Nuggets are up two games to zero, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. Jokic's wrist, get that a little bit rested up. Let's go to now. We gotta go to Minnesota. <laughs> now it's time to go to Minnesota. I can't. I can't nail this down. That feels racist the way you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> to Minnesota. I listen. I I, I I can't nail it down. It feels racist. Well, now I'm uncomfortable. Uh, everybody, <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in. Friday night, guys. Friday night, we have a game. Friday night, the DNVR bar is going to be throwing a watch party. If you're not here, what are you doing? What are you doing? How Friday night? Is it fun? Dude. We, had, we had our guy Shagman in the in the house tonight. Shaggy, he was here for the first time, right? For the first time and said it was incredible. So well, he's been to the bar before, but for yeah. uh, there you go. There you go. So come on down Friday night. I'm telling you, it's going to be an all timer. And if the Nuggets get a win, my goodness, we get a win Friday night like I expect us to. It's going to be a good time. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll be by tomorrow at two o'clock. Tune Let's in. go.